Sometimes you get tired of eating at home. Oh, I'm tired of eating at home. Well, forget your worries and head for Boston Bachelor, the restaurant that cooks just like you do, because we microwave every item on the menu. Well, that's what I call home cooking. That's right. Boston Bachelor's menu makes you feel right at home. Um, welcome to Boston Bachelor. I'm Justin, your server. Um, can I take your order? Yeah, uh, I think I'll have the uh, Orida tater tots and the Stouffer's pizza bread and... Uh, uh, what do you have to drink? Uh, beer, huh? beer, and uh, beer. <laughs> Man, this is a great place. <laughs> and every night is channel surfing night at Boston Bachelor. That's because there's a remote at every table. Wow, this is just like home. And this weekend, enjoy our Boston Bachelor special meal. Beer appetizer, huh? hungry man fried chicken dinner served with an ice cold beer. Yeah. For dessert, three bowls of Captain Crunch. Oh man, I may never cook at home again. Boston Bachelor, we cook just like you do. Guaranteed. The doctor is in. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the HIV Diaries podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Facebook. And ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. My name is Dr. Jay Thomas. How are you out there? Um, I want to apologize in advance. Um, I'm getting over some kind of an illness here. I'm still awaiting for, at the time of me recording this, uh, still waiting on my second COVID test to come back. Uh, first one was a negative result, um, but for whatever reason, it's taking forever for my second test to come back. And as of today, it's been a full week, so I don't know what is taking so long. But uh, as you can tell from my voice and everything else, I just sound like complete dog shart. <laughs> I just do. All right. So I want to apologize in advance for that. Uh, this particular show is titled Ask Jay Anything. You guys sending your questions to facebook.com backslash HIV Diaries. You DM them there. You send them into spiritlifemedia at yahoo.com. Both of which, by the way, you can continue to contact. So if you have not yet liked us on Facebook, please do it. Facebook.com backslash HIV Diaries. SpiritLifeMedia at Yahoo.com is our email. And we got some questions here, and I've kind of randomized them. And so whatever order they come out in is the uh, order in which we're going to do them in. All right. So give me just one second here. Hang on. We are ready to go. All right. Question... Number one came to us at spiritlifemedia at yahoo.com. I hear you talk about from time to time you being from Lima. Uh, just curious if it is as bad as what people say it is. <laughs> oh, boy. I got to be careful with this one. I, had a, I was really hoping I wouldn't draw this one first. Okay, so... I uh, have discussed in the past being from there um, and just a little bit of a background in case I haven't went in too deep into it in the past. I was born and raised in Lima. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, lived there all my life up until the spring 
uh, early spring, actually, of 2014. And I moved up here to the Toledo area, accepted a job in Adrian, Michigan, being a program director for a country radio station there. Um, And when I got there, found out 10 minutes before I cracked the mic for the first time that the job that they told me I was going to have and the job that I signed on the dotted line for and the job that was what was advertised and ABCDEFNG was not the actual job that I was getting. It was kind of a, a shady operation too. Um, and so needless to say, it didn't last long. I think I came, I had a cup of coffee as I recall, and I left by the end of the week due to a falling out with the general manager over the circumstances. And then uh, that was pretty much it. Got into sales and then got into what I'm in now. But going back to the question, uh, being from Lima, you know, man, this is this is a toughie. Someone once told me uh, not too long ago in regards to that, that it is what you make of it. And I lived there all my life up until, like I said, just, you know, spring of 2014. And I saw some changes happen that were positive. I saw some changes happen that weren't. And then I saw some stuff in between. And I can understand and appreciate that mentality of it is what you make of it to a certain degree. However, there also comes a time where if after trying to make something of it, whatever it may be, and after a while it begins to reflect the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over and over again, anticipating a different result from the last time, it starts to turn into, I don't don't want to say that complacency sets in, but either one of two things will happen. Either you'll accept the insanity and choose to deal with it, or you'll gather your things, hop in a vehicle, and go in a different direction. And that's what I did. And when I look around in Lima, you know, Lima does get a bad reputation. And a lot of it for good reason. It's not the fault of the people who live there. There are a lot of bad parts in Lima, but there's also some good parts. Unfortunately, in Lima, there is an invisible line that exists. And it was kind of funny because I'd spoken about it before on the show. And uh, I think some people kind of like shrugged it off and laughed it off. And then not too long ago, uh, this was during the uh, time where everybody was off work. Okay. My girlfriend and I hopped in a car and drove south to go see my family that still lives down in Lima. And I took her there and drove her through town. And, and I mean, there's really not much to drive through anymore, but I drove her through just to kind of show her where I was from. And I took her to that invisible line. And those of you who are from there, you know exactly what line I'm talking about. And she was like, wow, yeah, this is, this is a really nice area. This is 
I don't see what, you know, how everybody can talk down about this place. And then we went through the intersection. And all of a sudden, she just stops and looks around and goes, whoa, what happened here? And that, in a nutshell, is Lima. I don't blame those who live there. I don't blame those who make their living there, who live outside of the area. Nor do I blame those who have tried to honestly and legitimately make something work there. I blame those who run the place and the people who are at the helm of the city in the proverbial glass tower of denial, as they would say. So hopefully that answers your question there. All right, let's reach in the old bag here. Hang on. Let me see what we got. All right. What is your biggest goal in life? All right. That's an interesting question. I purposely, like, I I didn't prepare for these questions. I mean, I read them all, but I just kind of threw them into a batch and read them once and that was it, right? So what is my biggest goal in life? Well, number one, to not be an asshole. That's the first thing. But in all seriousness, oh gosh, I don't know. Never really thought about it. You know, when I was younger, I wanted to be the biggest DJ in the world. And then I got a little bit older and I wanted to be the biggest businessman in the world. And then I got a little bit older from that and all I wanted to do was just live, (laughs) you know, and now in hindsight, you know, I'll be 38 in about two and a half months or so. Um, gosh, I don't know. I never really thought about it, you know, really intensely because ultimately if I set a goal, then if I don't meet the goal, then some way, shape, form, or fashion, I would feel that I failed or I didn't meet expectations. And there is a lot to be learned from that. But at the same time, I don't know. I don't know. I would say at this point in my life, if I can somehow make the world a better place or help others, after everything that I've been through, even if it's one person, you know, I don't need the admiration of, you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of people. It's not, it's not how I live my life. You know, I left high school in the tail end of May of 2001 and I didn't look back. So in regards to being popular, if I ever become popular from this show or from any other Uh, ways and means of work or god forbid some other reason then so be it you know but i don't need it and if i help a hundred people great if i help a thousand people even better if i help a million people hey fantastic but if i only help one to me i think uh i met my goal you know what i mean all right Let's see here. If you could change anything in your past, what would it be? Well, ain't that a question? Well, you know, 
I think the answer changes as you get older. Because I think when we're all younger, we all have that mentality of, well, you know, if I never met so-and-so, my life would have been better. Do you know that for sure? You know, do you, do you know that? I mean, it, yeah, I mean, sure. You know, if, if, you know, A wouldn't have happened, it probably would never have led to B. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's, it's a valid argument. Okay. I, I can't disagree with that. But here's what you also have to think about too. Did you learn anything about what happened when A led to B? Well, yeah, because then, you know, I didn't do this anymore. Well, well, then why would you want to change that? You know, it would be easy for me to say that uh, talking about things I would change, you know, my HIV diagnosis, that'd be an easy thing to say. And I don't think anybody would blame me for saying that. But, you know, I got to deal with it. I can't change it. The only thing I can do is move forward from it. And until the day there's a cure or until the day that they find a way to completely eradicate it from the human body, guess what? I got to live with it and I got to take my medicine every day. And as long as I do that, from what I understand, I should be okay, you know, but then again, you know, I've been lied to before, which leads me to the next question. Are you ever going to stop talking about UTMC Ryan White? <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is a little bit simpler to answer. If there is a reason for me to discuss UTMC Ryan White, I will discuss UTMC Ryan White. If there is not a reason for me to discuss UTMC Ryan White, I won't discuss UTMC Ryan White. However, I do have an active uh investigation or there is rather an active investigation going on right now and i've stated before on the show about it got the paperwork to prove it it's legit it's not you know some people have tried to say oh well it's just simply not true it's not going on now i've got the paperwork to prove it and those who say that are just lying to themselves or maybe they're too busy you know calling each other boo or whatever the case may be but look here's the deal Will I ever stop talking about it? Um, probably not. But unless it is relevant to what I am discussing at the particular time, probably not. Like I, our, I, I probably won't discuss it rather, if that makes sense. If it has to do with what's going on, then sure, I'll discuss it. If it doesn't have to do with what's going on, then I won't. So hopefully that answers your question. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about with that, who are hearing about this for the first time, my suggestion would be go into the archives of the HIV Diaries podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and Podbean, and uh, you'll be able to hear all about it. Um, major, uh, major stuff there involving a lot of people. And I do have, uh, I, I, I will say this, since we're on the subject, there is a potential now of a lawsuit coming. And if this lawsuit does take place, it's going to hit the fan. And that's all I'm going to say in regards to that. <clears throat> if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? 
If I could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? Well, I've never been outside of the country, believe it or not. So that would be kind of cool. You know, even if it was just to Canada, I'd be okay with that. And here in Toledo, Canada's only, what, an hour, 15, hour and 30 minutes north or so. Yeah, I, you know, I'd like to leave the country at some point, you know, that'd be cool. I don't know where I'd want to go. If I went to Canada, like I said, though, I'd be okay with that. You know, maybe Italy. I think that'd be kind of cool to see Italy in person. You know, there's just something about that country. Just the beautiful architecture and the whole environment and the vibe and everything else. I've just, I've always had a fascination with Italy. Um, also, I think going over to uh, Japan would be kind of cool too. But that's just me. I'd probably go see a wrestling show while I was there, <laughs> just being honest. Which leads us to the very next question. Why do you prefer AEW over WWE? Okay, so where this comes from is if you follow me on Twitter um, at DocJ1982 or if you follow me at all on my personal Facebook page uh, or my Instagram page, you will find that I'm a particularly eh, big fan of All Elite Wrestling, which is on TNT every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, AEW Dynamite. Um, and in regards to the question of why do you prefer AEW over WWE, this is kind of a loaded question. And it's kind of, um, it's not a difficult one to answer. But I want to make this very clear. I would rather watch what All Elite Wrestling is putting out rather than the newer product that the WWE is putting out, if that makes sense. For example, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. My earliest memories of professional wrestling was back around 1986. And there was a match that took place between Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes in a cage at the Great American Bash 1986. That's my earliest memories of wrestling is watching Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair in a cage at the Great American Bash in 1986. And then my next biggest memory would probably have to be Rick Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in their big series of matches they had in 1989. And then after that, when uh, the clash happened, Clash of the Champions, where uh, Ric Flair, <laughs> see the, the pattern, the, the consistent here, I'm just saying, uh, with uh, Four Horsemen and Ric Flair and Ole and Sting, where... They told Sting to give up his title shot. He said no. They attacked him. They kicked him out of the horsemen. And that was going to help set up the big match between Sting and Flair. And then Sting gets injured. And then it gets pushed to the Great American Bash 1990. Where Sting beat Ric Flair in the main event. That's my kind of wrestling. It really, truly is. And it's not that I don't necessarily like WWE or for that matter, I prefer one over the other. WWE's done a lot of cool stuff over the years. I mean, I don't think anybody could argue that, okay? 
But when it comes to the newer stuff, um, I just enjoy the AEW show more. Are there some things that maybe they could do a little bit differently? Yeah, of course. But that goes across the board with everything else. And uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find anything on television that wouldn't be able to be done differently if this were to happen or that were to happen. And and, and I just want to kind of give my two cents on this. For a lot of the keyboard bookers out there who go on the message boards and say, well, why aren't they doing this? Well, why aren't they doing that? Blah, blah, blah. My response to that is, well, obviously they must be doing something right. Otherwise you wouldn't know what they're doing and you wouldn't be watching the program. Now, would you? You watch the program to tear it down. How ridiculous is that? You know what I mean? Follow-up question here. Who is your favorite wrestler in AEW? MJF. I love me some MJF. That's my boy. Maxwell Jacob Freeman. I'm better than you and you know it. I love this guy, man. He is the epitome of everything that makes professional wrestling great. So I got a couple more questions here and then we're going to head out. In regards to you being a fan of music, I see you are constantly playing your vinyls. Oh, this is is like nails on chalkboard to me. And I'll explain in a second. Don't get pissy yet. Uh, Playing your vinyls. uh, How many vinyls do you have? Okay. First off, we need to back this train up a little bit. I don't mind calling it vinyl. Okay. That's cool. You want to call it vinyl? I'm okay with that. Okay. But please, (laughs) when I hear someone use the word vinyls or I hear someone call a turntable or a record player, which I will also accept, When I hear them call a turntable a vinyl player, it's like somewhere I hear my high school language arts teacher, Mrs. Stubbs, just take what nails she had and scratch them down the chalkboard. It's like, oh, God. It's probably the generational thing. And I don't fault the younger generation because a lot of the people who I hear say vinyl player or vinyls typically are under the age of 25 and it's not their fault it's really not it's just the generation and it's how they it's it's what they've seen so i don't fault them for that i mean there's just you know you adapt to your environment and you're probably asking yourself well what are they well here's the deal like i said i don't mind if you want to call them vinyl that's cool i have no issue with that just don't attach the s If you are, call them records. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with having a record collection. If you even want to say a vinyl collection, I'm okay with that as well. But vinyls? uh, uh, God, just... uh. 
Next kid I hear say, I'm going to go buy me a vinyl player. I'm punching him right square in his iPhone. Jesus. <sighs> Sorry. It's just a pet peeve. Okay. But to answer your question, how many do I have? Records, right? Records. Yes. You know, I haven't counted um, because I've got a little bit of everything. I've got LPs. I have 12 inch singles. I have 45s. I have, um, I even have a couple older 10 inch records and then some newer 10 inch records as well, which are typically EPs now, you know, three, four, five songs a piece. You could do the same thing on a uh, 45 or seven inch record as well. I know there was a, a punk group, hardcore group, I guess, um, mid to latter 2000s called Terror that did that. And because uh, I actually used to have that EP, believe it or not. I know some of you who know who they are, you're going, you had a Terror record? Yes. I'm a lot more eclectic and diverse than what you think I am. Yeah, I did. But in regards to how many, um, I don't know. Never counted. I guarantee you it would probably be in the thousands total. I mean, if we're talking LPs, actual albums, like LPs. Oh, if I had to guess, I'd say probably around seven or 800 LPs. Um, if probably more than that, I mean, I would have, that's like just ballparking it, thinking off the top of my head because I'm constantly buying. But uh, in regards to 12 inch singles and 45s along with that, I would have no idea. I would have to sit down and count. Maybe I'll make that a show one day. I'll make that a special edition show. But um, hopefully that answers your question. Um, thank you, though. That's, that's kind of a fun one. Okay, so we're getting to the end of the program here. Hopefully uh, answered everyone's question to the uh, best of the ability that I was able to. If you do have any more questions or comments yourself, by all means, do not hesitate to get in contact with the program. SpiritLifeMedia at Yahoo.com, Facebook.com, backslash HIV Diaries. In regards to my COVID testing, as soon as I know what's going on with this, by all means, I will be sharing that because that is kind of the topic. And, you know, it's not fun having to self-isolate. I got to be honest. It's really not. It's not fun at all. It's It can really mess with you. And there are mental health services available to those who need them during the time. If you or anyone you know is self-isolating or has been diagnosed, by all means, please tell them to get in touch with those individuals. They are fantastic. And there are a lot of really great people out there that are helping people like myself and others through this time. And, it's, and, and I cannot stress that enough. So please, if you need the help, Go get it. Do what you need to do to work with it because you'll be amazed at what it does. Until next time on the HIV Diaries, my name is Dr. Jay Thomas. This is the HIV Diaries podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and Podbean, and also Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us. The doctor has left the office. This 
is the HIV Diaries. You take care out there, and God bless. Today's fast-paced world holds its share of headaches. Hey, there's a thumbprint on this report. Do it again. Uh, yes, sir. Got a problem? Uh, no, sir. Under some pressure, huh? Yeah, it feels like my head's gonna explode, and aspirin doesn't do anything. Well, here, take some ibuprofen. Ibuprofen? Well, I'll try anything. <laughs> that dirty, rotten son of a b- Who the f*** does he think he's talking to? I ought to make that little do his own report. Feel better? Yeah! What's in ibuprofen? Well, nothing we could admit to on the radio except our secret ingredient, Screw-Em-All, which eliminates any inhibitions you might have about saying what's on your mind. Uh Uh-oh, here comes your boss. Look, I want this report done, even if you have to work through your lunch hour, okay? Listen, numbnuts, what are you going to get off your and do some work around here. Well, I see you take ibuprofen. Yeah. I take it too, you lazy piece of Oh, listen. Ibuprofen. Use only as f***ing directed.